So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This special episode is my annual So You Waited Until the Last Minute episode. I am Matt and I am solo once again. And we are in the last days of Halloween Horror Nights. In fact, I'm a little late to get this in for the last weekend, but thanks to an extension to the event, it still falls within the last few days as my previous reports did. So what this episode is about, this is kind of my suggestion of what I've experienced this year to try to get your the maximum amount of what you can get out of Halloween Horror Nights 26 if this is kind of a last-minute decision for you to go. If you're looking for a reason to go and you're wondering how much you can get in in this last busy few days, hopefully this episode will help. So like I said, we're down to the last few nights of this recording. We still have October 28th, October 29th, October 30th, and Halloween night, October 31st. But if you don't already know... Halloween Heart Nights 26 has actually been extended two more days to November 4th and November 5th to take back those two days Hurricane Matthew took away from them earlier this year. It was the first time that a hurricane had swept through and actually stopped two nights of Halloween Heart Nights. But I guess technically it hasn't stopped them. It just moved them because we're getting those two nights back. And I'm actually really excited about that. First, we'll talk about those dates. I think your best bet for going, if you're looking for the least amount of crowds, and it's going to be least crowded is the term I'm going to use because they're all going to be crowded. This is it. People are going to get their last nights in no matter what. But I think the least crowded might be Halloween night. Might. Historically, Halloween night has been slow, but that's actually kind of stopped in recent years. It's actually been as busy as any other night. However... This year, it is on a Monday. I think that's one thing that goes into the favor of the theory that it might be the least busy night. There's also now the additional Friday and Saturday nights of the of November 4th and 5th. I think that will actually help kind of alleviate the crowds on Halloween night. Again, uh, this is a unique situation. Uh, the fact that Halloween is on a Monday and we have a weekend, a Friday and a Saturday night following this, I really don't know what to expect. I think that'll be the least crowded night, but I'm not sure. I'll be there that night, and I'll also be there the 4th and 5th to kind of see, because this is a unique situation that's never happened before, and um, it's also three more nights of Halloween Horror Nights. I was going to go anyway, let's be honest, but I actually do want to see what the numbers are going to be like, because I'm really curious. Now, before we start getting too much into the details of what to get out of the event while you're in the park, there's something I wanted to bring up that if you've also waited till the last minute, you should really pull the trigger on now. And that is the repository. The repository, is there additional attraction to the event? It is another ticketed item, but it is 
I don't know how to explain this without giving spoilers away. We had so much fun. Uh, we didn't know what to expect going into this. Uh, we weren't quite sure how it was going to fit in with everything else we've ever done on Halloween Horror Nights. This was amazing. And if it's an, if this is another thing you are thinking of doing and you're on the fence about, do it. Not only is it, you know, you don't have to worry about the, um, you, you make, you schedule your appointment. You don't have to worry about the lines. You don't have to worry about long wait times. You'll go at the time that you're scheduled to go. Even better, uh, if you have that day ahead of you, they do have reservations starting at five o'clock. I don't know. They don't have the time calendar on their site, so it doesn't say what's available and what's not, but the option for five o'clock or my point is sometime before the event opens at six thirty may be available to you. I can't recommend enough doing the repository. I almost, almost did something that we never do in our coverage and put together an episode that kind of would have spoiled it. I would have warned you, obviously, uh, that there's potential spoilers here because I really wanted to get the word out of how awesome the repository is because I I don't know that it's really getting um, the attention it deserves, mainly because there's just so much to 26 this year that is... There are so many spotlights on 26, how they're not like overlapping each other and almost making it too much to do is that, that, that they're really walking a fine line and doing it well. I think the one thing that's getting lost in this is the repository. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. If you like something unique, if you like being immersed into something, if you like puzzles, I'll give you that. I, that might be a spoiler. If you like thinking, if you like being, it's a very high adrenaline thing for, for without being any kind of sporting thing. It's a very high adrenaline experience. I, I, again, without going into too many spoilers, all I'll say is that you absolutely, if you have any interest in it, you're already the candidate to go to the repository. Do it. That's about all I can say without any, and into too many spoilers. I've done it myself. I'm about to do it a second time. Just do it. If you're like, again, if it's even just piquing your curiosity, you are the person that needs to do the repository. Now, my first suggestion, it's the same suggestion I give from when we start each season to the very last episode is Express Pass. Express Pass is about the only way to ensure you're going to get everything. That and an RIP tour. Express Pass is a little less expensive. We've never had any trouble getting everything in with an Express Pass, no matter what night we've gone. And we've gone on Saturday night during the hell weeks and still managed to get everything in and then some. But let's say this is a last minute decision. You didn't save up for the Express Pass. And honestly, between the Mission Express Pass and planning to eat and get a drink, it gets a little pricey. So you might not want to. I can completely understand that. Absolutely. So with that, here's some ideas of how to get the most out of the night you are going. First, be aware of the hours, the 28th, the 29th, and 30th. The gates open at 6.30 and close at 2 a.m. The 31st, 4th, and 5th, they also open at 6.30, but they close at 1 a.m. I think it's a no-brainer to say to be there when it opens, because if you're going the last minute and you're not going express, even if you are going ex- going express, you may want to maximize your time as much as possible, and the best way to do that is to get there when they open and to stay till when they close. That tip pretty much sells itself. If you're visiting the park that day and you already have your Halloween Hard Nights ticket or you buy it while you're at the park, that ticket will get you into a holding area and get you early access to a nearby house. Huge, huge tip here. There's a holding area over by the new Hello Kitty store. If you don't know the Hello Kitty store, it's where the old Lucy Tribute area was. Uh, It's actually really close to the front uh, entrance of the park. 
that one gets you in early to American Horror Story. If you are able to get in a waiting area, there's several waiting areas. My particular favorite is Springfield, mainly because I can relax and get a duff and then get over to the kids area, which is where I usually start my path, which we'll get, actually get into here very shortly in the show. But if you're there and it's your first time for 26 and you don't have an express pass and you're able to get in a holding area, go to this holding area and go to American Horror Story. American Horror Story has seen lines like I have never seen before at Halloween Horror Nights. This will get you into that house. I was going to say get it over with. That's not the right word. You'll get the experience in, and then you'll be able to go to the other attractions without leaving American Horror Story on your to-do list. And whether you've seen American Horror Story or not, that is a maze you want to do. So if you have the option to wait early, I highly suggest you wait in the Hello Kitty area. Uh, again, that is the old Lucy tribute area, which has now been revamped for Hello Kitty. That way you'll get an American Horror Story, and I don't think you'll be sorry. Now, this is usually the part where I talk about eating on the run. I usually say don't duck into one of the usual eateries and waste your time uh, ordering your meal, picking it up, and sitting down. Get something on the go. Uh, that suggestion has changed a little bit, not because I don't think it's a good suggestion. It's that ever since Hurricane Matthew rolled through, a lot of the food stands were taken down, and that's because they're they're temporary tents. Uh, they absolutely needed to take them down. They were dangerous to leave up with the winds we were supposed to get. Problem is, they haven't put most of them back up. There's not a lot of grab-and-go foods. So I, would, I guess I would say this year as a food suggestion, as far as eating, you're kind of just left up to... Uh, I don't want to say you're left up to your own devices. It sounds like I'm hanging out to dry. I guess what I'm trying to say is that usually my suggestion is don't go to one of the restaurants. If you're hungry and you hit one of the restaurants, like you're in Springfield and you want to run into Krusty Burger or whatever the any of the food eateries are there, normally I would say don't do that because you can grab something on the run. This year, it's not, it's not as important because the on-the-run options are so limited. So I guess my suggestion is no suggestion is what it comes down to. Although, I will say the Twisted Tater Stand is open, and as always, you should hit the Twisted Tater Stand no matter what. Drinks. I did talk a lot about drinks in my food and drink review. Uh, again, there, that is one thing they put back up. They put up every bar. So don't worry. If you get to the first bar and it's like 30 people deep, uh, don't worry about their, the other bars not being set up. They are set up. So keep walking. You're going to find a bar with uh, less people, and you're going to pass many onto whatever your destination is. It really doesn't matter what your destination is. You're going to pass a bar. So don't worry about the lines at the bar. Scare zones. Obviously, the scare zones are the easiest thing to get to. There's no wait times. You just walk through them. You should be able to get to them easily. I see no reason to skip any scare zone this year. They're all pretty good. Some better than others, as usual. I will say... Definitely go through Lair of the Banshee, Dead Man's Wharf, and Survivor Die after the sun goes down. Uh, you're going to miss a lot of things that you're su- kind of supposed to experience in those scare zones without it. Van 55 also has some lighting effects, but I, I honestly think Van 55 is worth going through both times. Go through in the daylight and and the night. In the daylight, you'll really be able to see all the characters, which are really good. Uh, I can't. I, I still can't believe how much I'm enjoying that scare zone after seeing the uh, quick pitch for it on the website. Didn't really uh, have anything in it, I thought, for me. But if you go during the day, you're, it'd be much easier to see the characters. They stand out a little more in the crowd. When the sun goes down, they blend in a little better, but that still makes it just as much fun. That is one I would definitely try to hit at both times of the day. Uh, same goes with uh, Chance in Hell. Uh, same kind of thing. Although the Chance in Hell characters stand out a little more. 
because of their costumes, as you'll see. But again, with the daylight, you'll be able to pick them out easier, get a good look at them. But then when the sun goes down and lights turn on, you have a kind of, I wouldn't say a completely different experience, but it's, it's still a very good experience. Shows. This is another tough one this year. Um, the two shows are Academy of Villains, House of Fear, which is on the stage across from Mel's. That's where uh, Carnage Returns was last year. And of course, there's Bill and Ted's ex- excellent Halloween adventure. Again, I'm going to make the same suggestion I made last year, and it's really a suggestion based on a technicality. Academy of Villains allows video recording, picture taking, everything. Uh, so there is some fantastic video of the entire show online that you can see anytime. Bill and Ted's is the complete opposite. It is a very strict no video, no picture taking policy. So sometimes the Bill and Ted shows do pop up online, but they're usually a hidden camera or just a clip of the show or sometimes even are taken down as fast as they're put up. My point here is Academy of Villains, if you're stretched for time, Academy of Villains, you can catch yourself up on online. So if you don't mind watching the show online, uh, then the choice would be Bill and Ted's. Again, the technical... Uh, a, a technical dis- or, uh, a suggestion based on a technicality for me because they're both shows worth seeing. Um, it's just one you can see online later. So that I think is exactly how I put it last year. So that is my suggestion for the show if you're crunched for time. But of course, I think we all know the main reason people go to Halloween Horror Nights is definitely the mazes or the houses, whichever term you prefer. I'm going to start off with the same suggestion I started off with last year. If you have one you absolutely want to see head to that first uh, especially if it's 90 minutes or under go for it even if it's an over 90 minute wait and it's the one you want to see get get it done you'll have it off the top of your wish list and you won't really walk out with any kind of I, regret is a strong word for a entertainment event but you won't walk out wishing you had done something especially if there's one you really want to see Apart from that, again, like 25, there are no bad choices this year. So check the signs. Check the app, um, the Universal Studios app. They have wait times now for Halloween Horror Nights on it. I have seen them a little bit inaccurate, but not by a huge margin. We're talking like 10, 15-minute margin. And when you're talking, when you get into the 45-minute and 60 range, that's really not that big of a difference. And sometimes they actually are wrong in your favor. You see 45 minutes, you get there, it's a half hour. But again, check the times on the signs, check the times on the apps, and do some time shopping. I, I used that term last year. So just see what kind of time you're willing to invest into what attraction and make your decision from there. Sometimes it's going to cause you uh, to walk back and forth in the park many times, but you are waiting till the last minute and you want to get in as much as you can, so it'll be worth it. Trust me, it, it is. There's no bad choices this year. If you don't have a real wish list of anything to get done and you just want to get done as much as you can, the path that we had been doing for quite a few years that Quint and I and everyone that I end up going with from news as has worked out once again this year, and that is starting over in the kids' area. Uh, you enter the park, you take a right down Hollywood Boulevard, you'll actually get to go through Van 55, then you keep going through Central Park, and you'll get to go through another scare zone, Layer of the Banshee, and from there, you'll exit out right in front of the Animal Actor Studio. Take a right, and you'll be in the kids' zone. Once you're there, head for Halloween 2, or uh, I think its full name is Halloween Hell Comes to Haddonfield. Start there, enjoy Halloween, the exit will lead you to the entrance of Tomb of the Ancients. Get in line for Tomb of the Ancients. Go through that. Enjoy that. That will exit out by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
You'll be able to enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre exits just a stone throw away from Lunatics Playground 3D. Then at that point, you've gotten four houses done pretty easily and still have probably a good amount of time for a plan of attack to see what you want to do. There'll be five houses left after that. So that is, like I said, if you don't have a must-do list and you get there when they open, that would be my suggestion to start. It's worked out really well for me this year. I've knocked out all four of those houses, then was able to get a beer, usually meet some people, uh, plan the rest of my night almost every visit this year. So again, if you don't have a must-do house and you just want to get in as much as possible, that's proven to be a good way to start. Now, again, if you don't have a must-do house and if you don't get there at opening and you are a little cruncher time and you're wondering which ones to do, I'm going to go through some pros and cons on each house to kind of maybe help you out. I'm going to say this is not my review of these mazes this year. That is yet to come. These are just pros and cons. I'm trying to think of these mazes as both a fan of the property they represent and someone that doesn't know anything about them. Um, I might be a little off the mark on most of them, but that is the approach I'm taking in my pros and cons here. So let's start off with where I just talked about uh, over in the kids zone path. Halloween 2, or its real title is Halloween Comes to Hayden Field. The story of this is Halloween 2. And the really cool thing about this house for people that have gone to Halloween Horror Nights before is that the first two rooms are the last two rooms from the original Halloween house in Halloween Horror Nights 24. So after that, it actually follows the plot of the movie pretty closely. Uh, Sam Loomis thought he had killed Michael Myers. He hadn't. Michael Myers goes on a hunt for his sister. Most of it takes place in the hospital that is in the movie. And the end has probably one of the most unique finales of all the mazes this year. Uh, the pros, if you're a Halloween fan and you've seen Halloween 2, this maze is absolutely for you. Uh, if you're not a Halloween fan, but you like great scenery and good scares and unique elements, this maze is also for you. The cons, apart from the scares, if you don't know Halloween, particularly Halloween 2, this might be a pretty forgettable maze once you're done. I've also seen in some instances, uh, there's a timing issue with the conga line. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you might not get as many scares as the group ahead of you or the group behind you. You'll still get some scares, but this is kind of a roll, a roll of the dice of where you're going to fit in that line. I wouldn't really let that detract you because if you hadn't seen it before, you don't notice it. It's just something I noticed going through it several times. I don't think you're going to think you got uh, gypped on your scares, if that's a term. Uh, if you happen to be in that situation, you're still going to get plenty of scares. That's just an observation from going through it a few times now. Tomb of the Ancients. This is one of their original properties this year, intellectual properties. The idea here is that a tomb has been discovered and the evil spirits inside have been awakened. And it's not really one evil spirit, or I should say one type of evil spirits. They draw from a lot of great uh, ancient uh, mythos and structures and whatnot. It's really, it's a really great maze and more on that in my review. But let's go to the pros here. Pro, this is, I think, the most unique house they've built in many ways uh, from the story, from the design, and the fact that it has a ceiling. Uh, if you've been to a, uh, Halloween Horror Nights before and you are looking around, you look up, you tend to know you look straight up into whatever structure you're in. It could be the sprung tent, it could be the soundstage. Tomb of the Ancients has a ceiling. So you've that's that's new, and it doesn't seem like something that would make that big a difference until they've actually done it, and it makes a huge difference. Because of that, another pro is there's uh, nothing else quite like this before at Halloween Horror Nights. So this is uh, one of their they're one of a kind for this year for the entire event. 
which makes it a big pro and uh, has been, I will say, again, without uh, giving away the lead on my review, it's every night I've gone this year, I've always gone to Tomb of the Agents. Cons. The only real con here, maybe, I think, is that it's potentially claustrophobic. Now, I, I just say that as a fair warning because um, it was pointed out to us uh, at the presentation of the house. Uh, I have been through it with people that experience claustrophobia, and they've had no problem with it. But I just wanted to give that warning because I guess the potential is there. I guess I'm not claustrophobic. I've never tested it. I don't feel any sense of having any being enclosed in a space I can't uh, get out of or feel uncomfortable in. But again, I know people who absolutely know they are claustrophobic and they haven't had a problem with this. So, but still the warning is there. The other one, and this is always a, uh, it's not a con uh, again. I'm taking this from a, it's not a con for me. I'm taking this from a perspective of someone that's never gone before. If you're going for the, the licensed properties, like the Krampus, the Halloween, uh, and the exorcist house and so on. This one is an original IP. You're not going to recognize anything from a TV or movie. That may be a con to you. It's not for me, but again, I'm trying to give all perspectives on this. Now, moving on to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is, uh, if you, <laughs> I don't know that I can describe the story if you don't know what this is. This is obviously based after the movie. This is based after the original movie. They've done this before, but it's based after the remake. This is the original movie. Um, pro. One of the most immersive movie mazes yet, in my opinion. Uh, another pro, fantastic scares. So even if you don't like or, know, or even know the movie, this has some of the best scares for my money this year. Cons. If you don't know the movie, this might look like a random collection of horror with no theme, which might describe the movie. Maybe not. That's probably being a little unfair. Another con, there is a technical limitations with the chainsaws in this house. I'm not going to point it out because pointing it out might ruin it. Um, we'll go more on that in our review, but uh, let, me, let me say this without telling you what it is. You're if, if, if you have the eye for that, you're going to notice it right away. And that might be a potential con for you. Um, I didn't until someone pointed it out. And now that he's pointed it out, <laughs> it's there. That's why I'm not pointing it out. Okay. Moving on to lunatics playground 3d. You won't stand a chance. This is their 3D maze. This is also their icon maze. The story of this is that we are drifting in and out of Chance's reality, and her reality is currently in Shadybrook Asylum. She has taken over Shadybrook Asylum, so things are going her way in a sense. And when we drift out, we kind of see the colorful, happy, exciting theater that her mind lives in. That's the story of this house. We're going to get into that in just a bit here in the cons. Pros. 3D is always unique. It's different than any other house they have this year. So this is another one of a kind for the event. This is also the icon house. Chance is the event icon, and she's in this house. Cons, this 3D is in for everyone. This is not the 3D you see in a movie theater. This is not even the anaglyph 3D with the red and blue lenses. This is chroma depth 3D. And what that means is that the reds on the spectrum are put farther away from you. The blues are brought closer to you. So the color palette in this is crazy. I mean, there's, I was going to say there's no rhyme or reason to it, but there, there is a rhyme and reason to it because they want the reds to do one thing, the blues to do the other and everything in between. Some people don't like that. I understand that it's different. The other con is the story is a little hard to follow. There is an explanation of what's going on. I kind of gave it to you, but there's, Maybe even more to be found to it. Uh, maybe not. Maybe that was enough. But even with what I gave you, that story I gave you, and even having that in potentially in your mind as you go through it, it might not be coming across in this maze. 
for some pe- and for some people that's been a con. I like 3D mazes and it doesn't really matter what the story is and, and until I really think about what's happening in the story I don't notice. So for me it's not a con. So if you like the 3D maze and you want to experience a 3D maze, don't let this particular con stop you because it is unique. There's no other 3D mazes in the event this year. So this is the one we're checking out if you want to see what it's all about. The Walking Dead. Okay, Walking Dead. Big, big subject to cover, so I'm not going to cover it all. I'm just going to say that this is kind of a best of Walking Dead from all the seasons of The Walking Dead so far, except the one that's running now. You're not going to see that scene. And you know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie, uh, seen the TV show. Uh, pros, way better than last year. If you heard my <laughs> review and my uh, So You Waited Till the Last Minute special, didn't give it real high marks, didn't even really suggest you go see it. Uh, my tunes changed. It's a lot better this year. Uh, it's, it's actually might be the second best of all the ones they've done. It is a great maze for the Walking Dead fans. If you're a Walking Dead fan, you do have to see this. They hit pretty much all the marks you want to see uh, up until the past season. This season, obviously, uh, they, they couldn't do it because this has been running before the show had been on, so they don't want to give any spoilers. But if you're a fan of the show, they, they did they did the series justice this year. Cons. That's also the con. It is a great fan house. If you're not a fan of the house, you'll walk around and say, okay, this is a zombie maze, and that's all you'll get out of it. If your friend is standing next to you that is a Walking Dead fan freaking out, you will have no idea why. The other con, long wait for both fans and non-fans. This is a popular house. It's not the longest wait. There's one coming up that is always long and and well-deserved, but this one also always has a very long wait. So if you want to see it, uh, try to... I would try, of course, to get it done early um, or save it till later in the night when the lines go down or just prepare yourself for whatever that wait is. If you see a sign that it's it's 90 minutes, go ahead and prepare yourself for waiting that 90 minutes in line. Ghost Town, the Curse of Lightning Gulch. This is a, another original IP for Halloween Horror Nights 26 this year. This is about a ghost town. Or, I'm sorry. This is about a town of people that came and built looking for gold, built their town. Then a storm rolled through and they all disappeared. Now the storm returns now and again and the town reappears. And so do the ghosts of the inhabitants. Pros of this. This is one of the best mazes I've ever seen. Period. I can't say much more than that. Another pro, it also has a little bit of everything they've ever done from a technical perspective, uh, except for 3D. Uh, it has, I don't want to say without giving stuff away, but like I said, some of the th- really cool elements I've seen in other mazes appear here and more. They've added a couple things to it. Exceptional house. Cons, if I have to give it one, uh, maybe I could say it's not the scariest house, but I really have no true. I'm going to be honest. I don't have true any true cons for this. This is my must see of the year, even apart from the uh, licensed stuff, which I really love this year. Uh, yeah, that's Ghost Town. I would, uh, and a nice thing about this is that the lines for this one uh, in the area it's in, they're surrounded by some of the busiest mazes, and this one is usually the least of those busy. It's still going to be a wait from time to time. But if you see it and you have the time for whatever that white time is, don't miss this. I think you're going to love this. The Exorcist. This is a classic movie. This is about the uh, girl that is possessed by a demon and the also, I guess you'd say, features a priest that uh, tries to exorcise the demon. Pros. If you know the movie, you might wonder how are they or do they even pull off a lot of the iconic scenes? And the answer is yes, they do. So I can't imagine you'll be disappointed in the scenes they chose to take on. 
another pro, it's another great interpretation of the movie. There's many recognizable scenes as well as some new elements to tie everything together. The cons. This is a big con. You're going to notice this the second you get maybe get in line or at least towards the building. The smell. There is a smell element to this. And if you know the movie, you know what the smell is. I don't know what happened. Something either went wrong or something uh, just maybe it was stronger than they thought. That smell should be confined to a room. It's not. It's not only not confined to the room. It's in the entire building. It's not only in the entire building. It's in the exit. It's strong. If you don't like that smell, you know, maybe I should warn you what it is. It's a vom- it's a simulated vomit smell. It's not as bad as real vomit, I think. I didn't compare the two. But it's if, if you don't like that smell, like at all, even a hint of it, you're going to have a hard time just waiting in line in this. That's a big con. And that's unfortunate. Uh, I don't think I, I know they didn't mean that to happen. Um, I'm curious just from a like, I like to know how things work. I'm curious to know why that happened. Another slight con, again, it's for fans of the film. Um, they really went for it. And sometimes it didn't quite, I don't think, they, they may have exceeded their reach a little bit. Um, but, again, this is from a perspective of going through it many times. Maybe you won't notice as, as much going through just the one time. That might be a little stilted view, having gone through it so many times. Krampus, this is based after the movie that came out last year, the kind of uh, I don't want to say comedy horror. It wasn't all comedy, but maybe a little bit of a comedic twist on horror. It is the story about Krampus. Uh, the little boy in the movie loses his holiday spirit, and in that summons Krampus. So a lot of the Kramp, a lot of Krampus, a lot of his elves, which actually have a name. Someone told me the name, and it escaped me. But I'm going to call it the elves. Uh, has a lot of the characters you'd want from the movie if you've seen the movie. I'll stop there. Either you know the movie, or you don't know the movie. Uh, pros. This to me is the fun house this year. There's always a house that's a little more fun than the rest, a little uh, not quite as scary. And because of that, it probably has the least amount of scares, which could be a pro if you don't like getting scared. The other huge pro is the outdoor scenes. I love when they do outdoor scenes. This has more than one, and they're very cool. Cons? First con could be one of my pros. It does have the least amount of scares. So if you are going to these mazes purely for scares, this one might not have as many. Although I will say, um, my co-host Quint probably got the biggest scare of this house. Uh, It may have been a little bit of an accident, though. Another con, like all licensed houses, if you don't know the material that it's based on, you might not know exactly what's going on. And you might not recognize the characters, particularly Krampus. American Horror Story. Okay. Um... I'm going to say for story is that it's based after the FX series that's been on for uh, it's in its sixth year now, but it was on for five years by the time to develop this maze. I really can't give you the whole story. You're either going to have to go into this knowing the story or not knowing the story, but uh, that might not be a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I'll get to that all right now. Pros. My first pro written down here is wow. I mean, just wow. This is, maze is amazing and i wasn't trying to do a play on words there it just is amazing this is the best hands down argument over screen brought to life experience they've ever done from the scenic from the scenes they picked to the characters and if you haven't heard it listen to our halloween Horror nights 26 interview of mike aiello this year and we talk about the casting of it uh it is that good i i've not this is just a um, the maze is amazing the, uh, I think another pro for this is that you don't need to be a fan to enjoy it. We've kind of proven that. Uh, Quint, my co-host, again, has not 
has not seen a second. I shouldn't say he's never seen a second of it. He's seen commercials. He knows what it is. He doesn't know the story. He didn't know every scene, and he still enjoyed it because the maze is so well done. And I think that is something they strived for in this one. One, I think they wanted it to be a good representation of the show, which is beyond. It's beyond good representation of the show. But I also think they wanted people that didn't know the show to at least enjoy what was happening, and they hit it on all marks. This is a phenomenal house. The the biggest con. These are the long. This is the one with the long wait lines. It, it, times it's always going to have a line. Your best bet. I said it earlier. Is if you can get in the uh, waiting area for uh, Hello Kitty, you'll get into it early. Um, we actually went into. We did that early, and we still waited like fifteen minutes because everyone went there. But fifteen minutes as opposed to one hundred eighty-five minutes, which is not. Uh, that's not an exaggerated number. I've seen that is uh, a lot better. But uh, this is, if you're a fan of the show, it's an absolute cannot miss. So normally I'd say go to your can't miss one. And if it's in 90 minutes or under, go ahead and get it done. That way you have it done. As every every year with Halloween Horror Nights, things change. And I'm going to make that an exception to that rule or even change that rule and just say, if you are going specifically to see American Horror Story, um, you're really not going to find, if you don't get there when it opens, you're not going to find a time where it's like that much less than a wait time than another time of night except maybe at the end but i don't think that's true either i would say just go get it i don't want to say over with but get it make sure you get it off your to-do list right away so just go ahead bite the bullet for whatever the time is even if you get there at like eight o'clock it's a three-hour wait time you still got like two or three hours to do the other things in which is a lot of time a lot of time if you if you uh, budget your time correctly Hopefully you won't hit a three hour mark. Uh, I would hope you'd hit like maybe a 90 minute or two hour, even better. If you have an express pass, you don't have to worry about that either way, but this is the exception. This is the only time I think I've ever said, if it's more than 90 minutes and you want to see it, do it. Um, because it is that amazing this year. All right. That is all I have to share for my last minute tips this year. If you're on the fence of going, I'm going to say it, like I said, last year, go, it's another amazing event this year. Um, I was going to say, I can't believe it's as good as it is compared to last year, but I do, I do believe it. I mean, they, they are in a, they are in a huge upswing that I don't see any stopping to. And I'm just excited thinking about next year as I am finishing out this year. So go see it. If you're on the fence, go see it. You're not going to regret it. I'm almost sure about that. Definitely get in all the scare zones, get in as many mazes as you can. Just have a good time. That's the reason you're going in the first place. So set some goals to get whatever you want done, but leave yourself a little breathing room to have fun. That's the important part. That, I think, will bring us to the next episode being our full-on 26 no-holds-barred review. We avoid spoilers as much as we can throughout the season. We really encourage everyone to go to Halloween Horror Nights, particularly first-time visitors. And a lot of first-time visitors don't go till later in the season, so we don't give away any spoilers, at least as best as we can. But that this event will sadly soon be over. But on the plus side for us, we finally get to talk about it without any restraint. So that, I believe, will be the next episode, unless there's any more big news between now and then. And when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, you never know. So have fun. I will be there most of the nights. Um, I think the only night I won't be there is the day I'm recording this, which is Friday the 28th, which is also the day of the release because I've got a lot of other recordings for other shows. But after that, I believe I will be there every night and more than likely wearing a Neozaz shirt. So if you see a guy with a Neozaz shirt and usually with a hat on backwards, just as another identifier, that is most likely me. So stop and say hi. Maybe we'll even get a chance to go through a scare zone or a maze together. So with that, I will say thank you for listening. 
I think we'll all be back together in our next episode. So until then, I will say one more time, once again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in that next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.